Chris, I think it's time we talk about the teams that suck. Already? This is the Stew Pot, everybody. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Wick. And Chris, I, th- I feel like we spent a lot of the first week and a half of the season talking about little surprises and all the things that are going well and all the Trevor story stories and, you know, all the people who are surprising us. Let's talk about the people that just stink. All right. I mean, it's pretty early. Optimism is supposed to reign supreme at this point in the year. I'm you're, here to reign on the bring, Yeah, you're going to bring us right into the negative. Doom and gloom, man. So who should be worried right now? Fans of which teams? Uh, well, I think it's pretty obvious. You look at those You look at those win records, and you see a couple teams that, as we record this, have zeros. And uh, I'll tell you what, that's not good. That, that's not good at all, Chris. The Minnesota Twins um, have, have not won a game. I uh, even saw one of their guys uh, on, on Twitter today, like, apologizing to the fans. Yeah, like, Trevor Plouffe. Yeah, yeah. been so bad. Um, the As they're playing right now, but the Braves haven't won a game. Bryce Harper hit a grand slam against them, so they're probably not going to win there. Um, Padres have been shut out five times in ten games. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've won some games, but they also have been pretty awful on offense. And... The the Mariners, they're not playing real well, and I'm seeing a lot of that since, as you know, I, I live 20 minutes away from the ballpark. So, yeah, that's a tough one. Which of those teams do you think has shown you the least? Like, which of those teams are you like, yeah, these guys these guys really suck? Wow, that's uh, I guess it would have to be the Braves, right? I mean, I, I still kind of expect Seattle to be better than this. The Twins, I expected them to be bad, but I, I guess I just expect the Braves to be worse. The Twins are, like, impressively bad, though, because they, they should be better. And they're striking out like crazy. Their young players aren't doing anything. I mean, they've been, they've been pretty bad. Um, so I, w- I wouldn't say that they're the worst team, but they're, they, are, they have impressed us the most with being bad. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, I guess that's true, and they had such a weird off season too because it, it felt like with a couple ads they they could have been playoff contenders, and now they just look completely lost. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I just wanted to to point out the bad because we like I said we spent a lot of time talking about the the, the small sample size stuff like we did on last week's podcast, or our buddy Mark Townsend wrote a nice thing about some of the unknown people who were making an impact and. Like I like all the stories, all that stuff is fun. But let's also let's also take a look at some of the people who I mean, some of the teams that are just not doing well. And twins, man, I'm 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 sorry. I guess so. I'm re- I'm ready to be positive though. I'm not ready to go into the negative. Well, As you you mentioned Mark's article, Jeremy Hazelbaker hit another home run uh, on Thursday. So that that's a great thing. Good good for him. The Cardinals found their new. Devil Magic, crazy hitter. <laughs> He's the guy this year. Their, their new dude. Their new guy out of nowhere. Um, exactly. But I, I, I do think, I'm not being a full-on hater here, I think this brings some balance to the podcast. We have not yet talked about the fact that we have a, um, a guest that I'm really excited about, and he is full of energy and life and I think overall a pretty happy guy. So he'll, he'll balance out my, my haters at the beginning. Don't you think? I hope so, but he also kind of fits into the bad team thing because... His team has not gotten off to a great start. Yeah, but let's 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 say who we're talking about. It's Carlos Gomez of the Houston Astros. Uh, they are three and six as we record this, but uh, 
lot of people. I think both of us included picked them to go to the World Series. Um, I'm not freaking I, out about anything at this point, Chris. I'm not. I'm not. You know, declaring doom and gloom on any team. Uh, the Padres. The Padres could score some runs eventually. I think. You know, I'm not going to count them out with ever scoring runs. Um, but but I, I do feel like the Astros, out of all the teams we've talked about, have the best opportunity to, you know, kind of flip around their fortunes. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I have to correct you. I actually picked them to not make the playoffs, as you oh. recall. Oh, well, you I'm only talking about myself, Chris. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, I expect them to be a, a pretty great team. So, yeah, of, of all the teams we've mentioned and talked about, the Astros are the clear in my mind, outlier. I mean, they could very easily still win 88, 89 games. I just forgot that you don't matter. That's, that's Yo, wow. Talking. Okay. <laughs> that was cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. I'll have to, I'll have to get myself together and, and be a, be a happier person today. How about, how about for the rest of the podcast? I promise to be nice. How about that? Fair enough. You want to talk to Carlos Gomez? Let's do it. All right. Here is Carlos Gomez of the Houston Astros on the stew pod. back on the stew pod mike oz and chris swick here with you on the yahoo sports baseball podcast and it's our pleasure today to be joined by carlos gomez of the houston astros uh without a doubt i would say one of the players in mlb with the most personality a a really fun guy and uh carlos thanks for joining us on the show no thank you guys to to invite me and and have that conversation it's been a lot for me so carlos I have to know what happened Tuesday night with the outfield wall. I saw a video of you kicking it. What what happened there? Can you explain that? <laughs> no, man. I take some class to in the morning to karate and stuff. So I just like to put on practice. So that was I had to come twice to fix it. So I just give a little kick and full party. <laughs> You should have, you should have like dabbed on the wall, man. I see you doing all the dabbing these days. <laughs> Be awesome. What, what, what's up? What's up with the dabbing? Uh, how, how did that? How did that catch in? Catch on to you? No, I mean I'm a uh, fans to the Pine Time, so and Cam Newton, and I see that it's cool. So it's a big move coming uh, in the state. Everybody dabbing, so nobody bring it to baseball. So nobody doing in baseball. So I'm saying I'm going to be there the first one. So now you see a couple guys doing it. And this fun, you know, bring fun to baseball. And uh, people enjoy it. Like you see in the in the stadium, they're screaming at me, hey, Carlos, Carlos, dab. And old people dab. So <laughs> it, it's really cool. Are, are there some uh, – I see you guys are kind of being friendly with the Panthers on Twitter and stuff. Do you see any similarities between the Astros – and the Panther, what they did last season? Uh, I mean, you know, like I know like, last year how the the football season in yeah, is really exciting. But, uh, you know, how they they make that conversation on Twitter and all the social media talk about this. Uh, I think it's, it's good for sport, all the sport, you know, like uh, because people think like uh, we all enemy, we're not enemy. It's like compete, the passion, and have fun. You know when you give it a 
to the sand and they realize like it's, it's a game. And we all do this for half fun and give it a good show. They they take it more relaxed and enjoy it more. It seems like coming into the year, everyone really thought the the Astros were set for some big things. I know some people on our site um, picked you guys to make it to the World Series. I've seen you guys picked as World Series winners. Um, is that how are you guys dealing with that? I mean, it seems like you're not really worried about that stuff. You, you're still having fun out there. I mean, we all know we have the the team to to compete and play good baseball. And also, we have, like you say, we don't we don't care about what people think, what people know. We 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 believe we should like we good to win every single game. I know it's not gonna happen, but like you know, you learn about the game from. The, the night before to get better tonight. So we have a good line on good pitching and uh, and good whooping. So we have everything to be successful. We the only we can do is play the game and uh and not make the the mental mistake because physically and ability we have everything to win. Is the mood any different this year? I know you joined the team last year uh, mid-season for the playoff run, and now you've been with them for the whole off-season. Is there is there any difference, or do you get the same feeling this year as you did last year? I, I think it's better this year because, you know, uh, a lot of guys don't never have the experience and to be in the playoffs in the past, you know, because the most of the, the, most of the guys is young and... Um, and not play for a long, long time, but they had that taste. You know, they 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 had that taste last year, and everybody come anxiety. Everybody do the the fundament right, and uh, and we have fun. And this one about that made that thing special because uh, we we not have here like uh, like we not play the hero thing. We we do like everything like we supposed to to help each other because the the the, the main thing is win. So all those, all those young guys, all the kids here come, like, what I can do to help the team to get better today and win game. Everybody in the same in the same line. So, you know, that motivates you and come here. Like, you get here and you see guys like 1 o'clock already in the ballpark. So that means they, they enjoy it to be here, you know? Everybody in baseball seems to be impressed with Carlos Correa. Uh, I don't think... That's a story, but um, what's it like for you kind of seeing him day in and day out and, and uh, just kind of, you know, doing what he's doing at such a young age? I mean, it's impressive, you know, be a part of watching one of the best baseball baseball players right now and uh, staying the same thing. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like you say, you know, at the young age, be that consistent and uh, and be so good so far. Uh, it's unbelievable, and um, be be a part to the learning process. So you can uh, teach him how to um, uh, when when the tough time come, how relax and uh, and come back to the simple stuff. Uh, this is gonna be fun too. But you know, he's he's already uh, is on one year in the, in the in the show. He's already act like uh, he's really professional. 
Carlos, one of the things Mike mentioned right at the beginning was you have a pretty big personality. You have no problem showing your emotions on the field. Um, you know, the dabbing obviously being the, the happy part. And then I know earlier uh, this week you flipped your bat and it seemed like you were frustrated about that. Um, why is playing with emotion so important to you? Why, why is being able to show that a big thing? Because it's who I am, you know. I'm a happy man. I um, have long career already. And, you know, I play, I learn and how to play like that. You know, I'm a winner. So, you know, you get here like one, one o'clock to prepare yourself to play. And uh, you do, and you prepare yourself to, to do something. And when that situation comes and you missed it, you know, we're not a robot. You, you, I'm, I agree. And, and I like when players come on situation and they miss again. And mad. It's not, I mean, like, uh, you see me sometimes like I'm mad and for one bat or miss a play. And then in 10 minutes later, you see me with a big smile on my face. You know, it's not like I'm going to take the whole game that I'm being frustrated. No, it's, it's passion. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, the motivation to the next time they come. Like you prepare, like and you, like you care. Uh, it's not like you know. A lot of players uh, take like uh, with their respect or something like that. Uh, you know, in my heart, I know that I don't mean into to their respect any 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 baseball player, any team, and any fans. This is who I am. You know, this I love baseball. Every time I'm a step in the field. It's a big thing for me because it's where about is what I'm dreaming when I'm a little kid, you know. Everybody watching me, forty forty thousand people watching me, exactly. And this is my show, so you know, if I come, then let be me. It's not like something that I'm working, something that I'm thinking to do it. No, just I'm open. I feel like I'm at home, running, running around. You know, we hear a lot of debate about this nowadays, and you, you said it. I mean, people think that you disrespect the game. I feel like what gets lost sometimes is people just not understanding that people in different countries play baseball a different way. I mean, you know, people in the Dominican, like baseball, the way they watch baseball, the way they play baseball is just different. Do, do you feel like that that's sort of part of this is that some people don't understand that, that you know, people in, in Latin countries and, and other places just sort of, you know, take it in a different way? I mean, yes, you know, we learn uh, how to play in different ways because uh, you see uh, the winter ball, like Venezuela, Puerto Rican, and Dominican, Mexico. They play baseball and the level, like everybody come to the ballpark and have fun. Everybody is a friend. Everybody enjoy it. Like you won the stadium when 10 eight thousand people and and sound like it's like a hundred thousand people because the intensity, the the passion to we bring to the ballpark. But you know, and like I'm saying before, I wanna I wanna you to tell me or anybody who baseball player not good not doing this. All the greatest baseball player to be in the Hall of Fame has swag. Enjoy baseball. <laughs> Look at it. Barry Barnes, uh, 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 Ricky Henderson, uh, even like 
you know, pitching like Roger Clemens have that attitude, that edge, like, you know, I'm good, you know? So this, this is all about, you know, it's, it's not like some people enjoy it more, but some people like take it serious, but showing the, 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 the they good. So come and stop me, you know? Are you good? Okay, this is my fastball, hit it. If you hit it, okay, I'm gonna throw you, I'm gonna throw you another fastball harder and see how good you are. This is the good about baseball. But people take it to different way, you know, but it's not awful. And the, the only I know is, uh, is something, is baseball is something that I love to do in it. And nobody gonna stop me. Do I gonna have fun in, in, in the field? I feel like your love of the sport really comes across with how you interact with the fans. And I think we saw that recently when you went back to Milwaukee. Um, the people there still love you. You're interact- interacting with fans and kids all the time. And it just seems like you've made that a- another big focus as as part of your game and as part of who you are as a baseball player. I mean, because I'm, I, when I'm doing, when I'm in the field, I see the fans and I say, if I cannot pay money to watch somebody play, I want to see somebody like me, you know, because it's entertaining. Like, you know, I never do respect. I never uh, show them up any fans. I don't care what team it is. You know, I have the same respect for every fans. Like, you know, I see in the young kid when, uh, when Red Sox uniform on and asking for my autographs. I'm not gonna come and say, Nope, you 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 have the wrong uniform, I'm not gonna sign nothing for you. No, I come and I say, Okay, I'm gonna sign it, but if you put the Astro jerseys on they say, No, I'm a fan to to, to bust and I say, Okay, but I'm not gonna sign it, but I make a joke in a in relation to they to they enjoy it, to they smiling and, and, and have fun in the moment, you know, and then then in the end I sign it. Hey, Carlos, uh, thanks for sharing with us your passion of the game. Anybody who listened to this, I think, would understand that, that you uh, love baseball, a great personality and all that stuff. And uh, we just we appreciate your time. So thank you, and, and good luck the rest of the season. No, thank you guys for doing by me and uh, and talk about a little bit my my game and my personality and all this. You know, thank you, and God bless. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Thanks, Carlos. Thank you. We are back on the stew pod. Bad News Robin is joining us now, and I have to say, you're my dude, Bad News Robin. But you have some uh, some shoes to fill. We just had Carlos Gomez on the show, and uh, I'm better than Carlos Gomez, dude. He 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 was he was talking about. I don't care about. about I don't swag, care about. Man. I don't care about no Carlos Gomez. What the heck, dude? <laughs> I mean, he probably has better diamond earrings than I do. You seeing how I don't have diamond earrings? I just have the studs. But I'm a stud, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is our three strike segment as if you've if you're new if you're just tuned into the podcast where bad news ramen uh drops three important topics on us so um let's get right into it man what's strike one well i don't want to get right into it because i'm just making sure you're recovering from uh 
uh, Arenado's seven RBI game yesterday. Seeing how you're playing against me, and I have I had Mr. Arenado. I'm surprised you, you you're showing your face around here, Dean. You know? <laughs> I have him in another league, so I didn't even remember which which team he's on. So, so you, you did the you did a little Arenado dance and stuff. I don't even. I yeah. I <laughs> the, the Arenado shuffle. Uh, I don't even know who's on my fantasy teams at this point. I'm so I'm so not even paying attention to fantasy baseball at the moment. It, you got you got too many teams. That's the problem. Stick to one team. So uh, let's go ahead and get into strike number one. Strike one. There we go. A little slow on the uptake. I think I think Carlos Gomez took it out of you a little bit. I think you're the one that's that's scared over there in the corner biting oh. your fingernails and stuff. Oh. Uh, but hey, uh, I failed to uh, recognize last week that it was the 40th anniversary of Bad News Bears, and um, seeing how I am uh, of the same ilk in terms of age, uh, I felt it was uh, it was time to give, give that movie to you. I don't thought everybody. Bad News Bears was one of those movies where uh, it was always rented at the video store. They should have used to have like VCR stores and stuff where you could rent movies. And really? um, that one, yeah, that one was always like that movie was always that and Tron. I, I had too hard, I had a hard time getting that movie. But those are the two movies that I always try to get because my sisters would get like ice castles and stuff. And um, it was about this girl that uh, she used to like ice skate and she was really good. She had like this crazy mother, and the girl fell in love with Robbie Benson. And so the, the the stepmother or something whatever happened to her, like made her blind. She had to, uh, you know, she had to skate blind and stuff, and nobody knew about it until they threw roses at her. And Robbie Benson's running down the running down the stands, going like, "Don't throw roses! Don't throw roses!" And then she hits a rose and she falls on her face, and everybody realizes she's blind. That's what I had to go with. Just imagine me as as, as a six year old watching that watching that movie. So I did have Bad News Bears, and um, a lot of people make up a, make the thing about how it was like really raw, it was really in your face. Um, of course, you had that one little blonde kid, just like pretty much annihilate like every nationality and, and sexual creed and stuff. And in like a, one of the best, like two minute, um, speeches ever. But at the, at that time I didn't know what the heck was going on. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, like it, this was a movie that wouldn't be played today in terms of being out in the theaters. They tried making a remake of it and the keyword is try. Uh, but everybody was so, everybody's so PC now that this, this movie wouldn't see the light of day. And back then I, I really didn't, you know, I, I remember him saying it, but I didn't know, like, all the stuff. I didn't know what it meant. And what I really kind of gravitated toward was just the, the playing itself. Like, you, you couldn't you couldn't beat Superman, and you couldn't beat the Bad News Bears. And I didn't even realize that they uh, that they lost that last game. And I didn't even realize that they drank beer at the end. And I, I watched it probably, <laughs> probably about 10 or 15 years later. And I'm going, like, man, this is the best movie ever. I mean... Drinking, I, I wish I, you know, I'm, I'm a coach in baseball. I wish I could drink beer after a game in the dugout. I think that would be great. Give everybody, all the kids beers and stuff, and we all drink and start throwing beers and start dousing the Yankees and stuff and everything. I, I think that would be the greatest thing ever. So, movie, uh, I wouldn't say it's a movie ahead of its time because uh, I think we've actually gotten weaker uh, in terms of what people can handle in terms of political correctness. But uh, it was, it, 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 there's a definite shift. I mean, you, you kind of have, you know, we, you want to talk about Bryce Harper and, make baseball fun again well i think the bad news bears is kind of like that's like an old school school movie saying like you know if you if you show us up you know like we're gonna drink beer in the dugout after we after we lose <laughs> so uh I, I think it's a long time coming um i don't think uh i, I know you guys wrote a story about it and it was a nice little story by uh, israel who uh, covers the toronto blue jays and stuff but i don't think you guys talked enough about this movie man i, I think it's a i think it's a transcendent movie i would have i, I would have liked to do more i'll put that on the record so but you didn't. But I did so, not. Hey, man, so, if, if the anniversary was an opening week, it would be a little easier, you know? Yeah. You, you always have – there's only one 40th year anniversary. So maybe if we're doing this in 10 years, 
and I'm I'm old and fifty and stuff, and and you're you're all you're still young running around. Maybe <laughs> me and you, maybe you do a do a video segment where we're now instead of like podcast, it's called like video cast or something, vocast, and we can do a video segment on it. And they're going like, man, that guy's old, but yeah. <laughs> well, strike two. So strike two is a. Uh, I, I wanted to. I really wanted to have like faith in ESPN. Uh, I knew that uh, the Miami Marlins. I think they were playing. I want to say the Mets, but uh, you wouldn't. And the, the reason why I'm, I, I want to say the Mets is because since I got so irked or mad, as you would say, yeah, you try to come up with that word, Carlos Gomez. Car- Carlos Gomez can't come up with irk, dude. But um, it, it became like the it became the Barry Bond show, right? I mean, the, every like at the end of every inning, you know, like they're asking Barry Bonds, and Barry Bonds is like, let's 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 cut into Barry Bonds, you know, in our pre-tape thing and talking about Kurt Schilling. And he talks, starts talking about Kurt Schilling. They show like every single like frame they could. They show Barry Bonds in the dugout, Barry Bonds smiling with everybody. So the question I have for like a lot of like Miami Marlins fans, which probably is like five of them in the whole world, um, people that watch that game, which is probably five in the whole world. I, I like the Miami Marlins because I have two players that I really like on that team. But I'm wondering if uh, and what I want to know is. Does Barry Bonds do the exact same thing where he's like visible in the dugout and he's standing up on on top of the the dugout steps and stuff when he knows he's not on national TV? I just it's just it's it was like you know ESPN was just like sitting there going like oh man like Barry Bonds we, we get to talk about Barry Bonds and what I'm saying is like nobody cares about Barry Bonds dude I and mean, the only people that care about Barry Bonds are old. I, I was I was going to say a bad word. Our old ESPN executives that go like, oh, you know, this is a chance to get ratings. He was smiling. He was hamming up to the camera. And I don't need it after the end of every inning here like Barry Bonds view on life. You know what Barry Bonds view <laughs> I want to see is like, hey, Barry, uh, what do you think about cheaters? Or not even that. What do you think about people that lie in public? Or, hey, I know. What do you think about fathers that use their kids to deflect criticism that you're taking drugs and say that your kid is looking all sad and stuff and look what you're doing as a poor little kid? How do you feel about fathers that are like that? I like Those that you the brought this is like the third time you brought this up on the podcast because it makes me mad, <laughs> as you can tell. Carlos Gomez, he only brought up one time on the podcast. I bring it three times on the podcast. I'm just that's that's like the whole thing. I'm so sick of Barry Bonds, and it's not so much that I'm sick of Barry Bonds. I'm sick of the way ESPN just pretty much like runs runs on their knees over to him and like gives him a big hug and and they and Barry Bonds puts their their arms around him and says everything's going to be all right. I mean, the guy is is who he is. I mean, if if he's making the hitters a better hitters then do a story on that, but I don't need to hear about Barry's like thoughts on Kurt Schilling or or, or when Barry hit his 513th home run. I don't need to hear any about that stuff. And at the same time, uh, I have a remote control that I don't want to break like I broke mine the first time. So, um for my remote control's sake, I don't want to see Barry Bonds on ESPN anymore. All right, what's strike three? I'm still mad, dude. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm done with this. No, so strike three is a uh, hacksaw Bill Duggan. And you're like, well, who's oh. hacksaw Bill Duggan? Yeah, ho, yeah. Uh, but hacksaw Bill Duggan, tough guy. His, his name, yeah, tough guy. Uh, the the best part was one time uh, he he had a match with someone and it was like he was waving the flag around and uh, he was celebrating and uh, he had a big old piece of snot like coming out of uh, onto his like his mustache. And uh, Vince McMahon was a he was a commentator at that time. And he goes, he goes, and his wingman was Jesse the Body Ventura, the best, like, uh, the best wrestling announcer of all time. And Vince McMahon goes, like, does he make you feel proud to be an American, Jesse? And and Jesse goes, like, oh, yeah, he really makes me feel proud to be an American. Big old piece of snot hanging off his mustache. So, <laughs> that, But anyways, but Bill Duggan. The Madison Bumgarner look is what that is. Yeah, yeah, but at least Madison doesn't have snot coming out of, on his. I mean, if, 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 if Bumgarner has snot coming on his mustache, that means because he's throwing, like, he threw ten pitches in a row, with, clocking at ninety-five miles per hour, which I'm totally fine with. I, I'd be proud of that. It's like 
that's all that's coming out of you because if I if I threw like five pitches at 65 miles an hour blood would be coming out of my nose and my eyes because <laughs> I'm out of shape so uh, but here's the thing and and so Bill Duggan was a guy that caught five foul balls at a uh, at a baseball game yeah. and then but he used his glove so there there you throw in that yeah, glove element because yeah, me yeah, and you yeah. had a big dispute about whether you grown men should bring gloves to a baseball park but on the flip side of the story is that for every foul ball that he caught uh, he gave it to a kid so yeah. here's poor bad news ramen right i'm like well you know he's catching a foul foul ball with his glove that sucks but he's giving it to kids well that's kind of cool but i in, in, in this in this element of this type of story, I will support Bill Duggan for using a glove so he can give to kids. But the problem that I have is that normally, like any geek off the street would say, like, hey, you know, like, you know, don't bring your glove. Let the kids try to catch the ball, foul balls themselves. But if a kid tries to catch a foul ball at a, at a major league baseball game, that, that you're messing with their life. I mean, because you have all these old guys like running around, like elbowing each other to get a foul ball. And some poor kid is trying to be in the middle of the mix of that. Bill Duggan is catching these foul balls with with a glove, and he's giving them to his kids. That's actually safer than actually having little kids trying to catch foul balls. That there and lie like lies the problem, right? Because you have all these old guys with gloves coming on, you know, with with their little gloves and their Ralstons and stuff, and they're all jockeying for, for a position to catch a foul ball that kids can't even catch foul balls anymore. So, is it like the lesser of two evils? I mean, I think the the problem is, is I think people are missing the point. They're going like, well, you know, this guy's bringing a glove. He's a pansy. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, he he is a wimp for bringing a glove to a baseball game. But at the same time, he is giving it to the kids. And at the same time, kids can't kids kids are the only ones that can bring their gloves to the game. But since uh since the the fat guy with four beers in in his stomach is like pushing the kid out of the way so he can catch a foul ball, that's a problem unto itself. And my whole thing is like you you're over there saying that you're supporting you know adults bringing gloves to baseball games, and I'm saying like. When they bring those gloves to the baseball games, it, it just increases like this this like kind of you know when you talk about <laughs> bad news bears or whatever like that. It kind of just it, it's it's it, it's brutal down there, Dean. I mean, you got a foul ball and, and you got a jockey between like twenty five to forty five to fifty five year old husbands wanting to you know catch some part of their youth. It, it's it's a tough thing to do. So Bill Duggan, you know. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> hey, go. man, so. bring your glove, catch the balls, give them to the kids. I'm all about it all the way around. Thumbs up from my guys. We don't need all the bad news ramens having all these character introspection moments. I'm just saying, dude. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing is like you got to protect the kids. And I'd rather have, see a kid protect than have a bloody nose because some, some fat boy over there busted him in the nose trying, trying to get it with his little glove that he hasn't worn in 10 years. Trying to get a get a foul ball. Let the kids have the kids bring the gloves. Let them catch the foul balls. But the way our society is, everybody's trying to one up each other and get their viral moment. And here's the problem: you you're becoming a grumpier old man by each by each podcast, man. Why? By saying like kids should catch fly balls. I th- I think I'm I'm for the kids. I'm 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 with the kids of these days. Dude. The only problem I have is you trying to compare me to Carlos Gomez and saying that Carlos Gomez brought swagger. I don't even have swagger. And you know the other problem is too is that when I was growing up, people would say like, oh, that's the bomb. You know what Carlos Gomez does? He's like. Man, that's bomb. I'm like, no, dude. You have to say it's the bomb. Something can't be bomb. So that's what I'm talking about. You have a, me and Carlos Gomez can have a conversation, and then you know what I'm going to do when when me and him are talking on the phone. I'm like, hello, Mr. G- hello, Mr. Gomez. How are you? Oh, you're a really great baseball player. Can you tell me how how good you are? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad news, ramen jokes. I think we're done, man. I think we're done.
Hey, we are back on the Stew Pod. Mike Oz and Chris Swick here with you. Uh, thanks to Bad News Ramen. Thanks to Carlos Gomez for joining us of the Houston Astros. Um, Chris, uh, one of the things I thought was really interesting this week, MLB announced like about a thousand new jerseys and caps. Um, we luckily got to debut a bunch of them here on Big Leagues Stew, so I was happy about that. Um, I'm wondering which... Which did you like the most, and which did you like the least? Uh, good question. I think I am a fan of the Home Run Derby jerseys. Yeah. They're basically, they, they copied the Padres uniforms of the 80s. And uh, I know when we initially talked about this, we were both on board with the jerseys. You were you had a little more, uh, you had some questions about the caps. Yeah. I think I think I'm on board. I think I've embraced the caps. You fully uh, embraced the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird to see the team lettering. So like seeing Yankees spelled out on a cap. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know for whatever reason. I, I think they've grown on me since then. I think that you and I, I made this point in my post, and I've made it since. I'm not a huge fan of the cap on its own, but I think you have to have the cap that matches the jersey because. Right. You that that jersey is one of those things that you can't just throw anything on with. You know, you have to you have to have a, a uniform look, so to speak. So, um, I, I'm on board with them in context of what they are. Um, as just a, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm going to go buy a Yankee hat. Like I don't know that I would buy that Yankee hat, but you know, within within the context of that uniform, I think the hats work. Um, I was a big fan of the Father's Day get-ups. I think those are really nice. Um, I really like that color scheme in general, just sort of like the gray with the with the light blue. I think uh, looks good for most things. So um, I like that. I, I think I think I'm gonna get me a Mets hat in that in that that get-up. I like that one a lot. Okay. Um, all right. But yeah, I liked the the All-Star the Home Run Derby uh, jerseys. I thought those were really cool. Which which did you hate? Uh, well. I'm not a big fan of camo, so the Memorial Day uniforms, a lot of those are pretty much all camo, and so I'm not a big fan of those. I also, I don't love the 4th of July caps with the uh, the star logos Yeah. on the back. Um, I thought the 4th of July jerseys were pretty good, some of them. Yeah, so the the one you put up on the Big League Stew Twitter is the White Sox one, and I, I think that looks kind of sharp, but... I just look at the hats and and they kind of bother me a little bit. There's a there's a raised one out there that I've seen that I like. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the in general. Not a huge fan of the camo stuff. Um, I, I do like that they tried to do some different camo stuff this year. Like at least tried to make it a little more relative. Uh, they did like the, a pattern, a new pattern that the Marines use. So that was cool, as opposed to just like hey, let's just pick some you know camo and appeal to like the Duck Dynasty fans. I mean, at least there's kind of a story there. Um, I mean, I wonder though, I feel like there has to be, there has to be a good demand for camo stuff. The fact they keep doing it every right. year and there's not necessarily like a huge change, you know, like if you are a, are a White Sox fan and you have the White Sox camo hat, you don't necessarily, you have a reason to go out and buy the next one. Um, so there must be enough demand out there that, you know, people are into the camo stuff and maybe if it's not you because you live in Seattle or whatever, and, um, that's just not how you guys roll. That is not the green y'all roll with out there in Seattle. Right, place. right. Yeah, yeah, you saw you saw where I was going with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there has to be a market. I don't think it's you or I, but someone out there is buying the camo stuff, man. So if it's you and you're listening to the podcast, you can let us know. 
go go post on like the iTunes page and be like, hey, it's me who likes camo and likes your podcast. I will say, I guess I'm a little surprised that the all-star jerseys are just kind of normal. I I guess I expected them to be basically the home run derby jerseys. I expected them to to be in the Padres form, but I guess that's not going to happen. So the caps are a little different. They've got like the the gray bill, and that's kind of the the main difference besides the All Star Game little patch on there. Yeah, and they're a little. Some of them are a little darker. The tones are a little little different. Um, I, I like some of the some of the All Star Game caps. I think that it's an interest. Those to me are the most like. There's the most nuance there because I think some people like really don't like them and some people do and the other ones are all generally like I think most people are the same like they like you know the jerseys the, the home run derby jerseys they like the father's day stuff they don't like the camo you know whereas the all-star hats I mean I feel like there's a lot more overlap there of what people like and don't like so uh, but I like some of those there's a few there's a few there that I would I would put on my head well I think that kind of kind of transitions us into my question. Uh, it's not really even a question. It's just an observation about Papa Slams. Not sure if you're aware of the Papa Slam. I, I've learned about it, Chris. I've learned about it. Yeah, so I, I have to admit I'm not 100% sure what it is. I assume that it's just a marketing opportunity um, by probably Papa John's to rename all Grand Slams Papa Slams, and it's kind of become a thing on, on Twitter and on MLB.com. I got and an email about the Papa Slam the other day. I, I got to tell you, I'm not a fan. I don't know how you feel about it. Well, how do you feel about the Dominono? I mean, because... Oh, not not great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot about the Dominono. I mean, if you had to choose between a Papa Slam and a Dominono, which, which do you like? It's a good question. Dominono sounds more ridiculous. Uh, I hate both of them quite a bit. I think Dominono is more ridiculous. I, I like it because it's more ridiculous. Uh, a Papa Slam, like, I don't know what a Papa Slam is necessarily. Like, it, to me, it almost sounds like a finishing maneuver in wrestling. Right. You know, like like something that, you remember Papa Shango? You probably don't because you're not Bad News Ramen. Big um, Papa Pump. <laughs> Big Papa Pump. I remember him, yeah. But he would do a Papa Slam, right? And so, Exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, just in the interest of educating the people here, I'm actually pulling up this email, and it says that um, Papa John's is rewarding baseball fans with 40% off any regular menu price pizza when you use the Papa Slam code between, you know, these days, which the, the email I'm reading has already passed. But um, that's kind of what they want to do. They, they want to give you a discount by using this Papa Slam thing. And um, I think that the... Um, I don't know if it's every Grand Slam that's hit or sort of how that all works, but I know that the Bryce Harper Grand Slam today was deemed a Papa Slam. Um, so, I don't know. If I, yeah. if, I just, if I just came up to you, Chris, and said, hey, man, do you want a Papa Slam? Like, what would you think I was talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, see, the, I, I, would not, I would walk away from you and not speak to you, probably. <laughs> what is this crazy person talking about? What is a Papa Slam? Like, I would think that you would you would have to assume that I'm either going to, like, Pick you up and body slam you, right? Or I'm going to like maybe it has something to do with soda. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. That might be a fun thing. Just go run. Go run Seattle, Chris. Get, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Cause get, that your, me, get your video camera and say, "Hey, would you like a Papa Slam?" And that makes me say. very uncomfortable. 
so that's not going to happen. And uh, I don't know. I guess uh, I worry that this is a thing they're going to try and do all season. Maybe not, but uh, I just don't like the idea. I don't know. Does that make me an old curmudgeon? Papa Slam. Um, I don't know. Not necessarily. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there who don't like, you know, when things get branded and you know like when sort of corporations come into come into these things but um you know i mean let's keep in mind that mlb is a quite a big corporation so you know they're 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 doing all this stuff too um but yeah i mean it is it is sort of weird when you get every little thing sponsored and um i don't know i'm actually trying to i'm I'm trying to uh as i say all this look at the email and try to find like the redeeming qualities in which i can make an argument for the Papa Slam. So if, if you want to, um, you know, say something else about the Papa Slam and why it irks you, I will, I will try to find some good in it. It sounds like the redeeming qualities is if you really like Papa John's pizza, then you're going to appreciate the Papa Slam. And, and I think that's about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But that's, that's all I see coming out of this. Well, um, Papa John's is the official pizza of Major League Baseball now. So I guess I guess that means the Dominono is gone. I guess that would right. be the upside here for you. That's and, true. And sort of what they're doing is they're they're part of the they're part of some other things. So they're like contributing money to the Play Ball Initiative, apparently. But yes, it is it is the forty percent off the um, a pizza the day after a Grand Slam. So. Keep that in mind, right. I guess. Well, I mean, a lot of people do this, man. I know, I know, I know, of, I know. people are going to be happy about it. I know it. a lot of sports fans who, uh, around here specifically, I think there's a thing with, at, at, I think Lakers games, I think where, um, you know, ex- whatever thing happens, you get free tacos from Jack in the Box, and fans get into that stuff, man. Fans like to get their free whatever it is. I mean, we're going to A's games when I was a kid, and I think you'd get free, you know, whatever, whatever from Roundtable if... Um, you know, such such thing happened, and people like that. But free is a lot better than forty percent off. So I guess we'll put it that way too. True. Yeah, the, the Bulls used to have a thing where it was a uh, free Big Mac if they scored a hundred points, yeah, yeah. and so people would just go nuts anytime they got close. Yeah, and free, but free, free again is a big difference. So right. Well, it's a whole pizza, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I we've we've discussed the Papa Slam probably way too much. So <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. What, there's nothing wrong with talking about the intersection of pizza and baseball, Chris. Papa John's has won because we have discussed their promotion now <laughs> for at least six minutes. Next week on the Stew Pod, Peyton Manning <laughs> stops by to yeah. <laughs> talk about Grand Slams. Exactly. That's oh, what we're headed for. Oh. I think we're done. Tell the people uh, Tell the people what they should do all the time. So if you've made it through the Papa Slams conversation, you clearly like us. And you should show us how much you like us by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It's not hard to do. Just jump in uh, the iTunes app, type in StewPod, and uh, just drop us five stars, hopefully, and drop us a little comment. Yeah. That's it. All right. This has been the StewPod. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will see you next week. Goodbye. You're supposed to say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. There you go. Papa Slam for you. 